the cat. We had a lot of fun last week, didn't we? But but you missed the uh, the dinner. Oh, we had. Oh, it was really good. It was really good. Uh, very nice. Very young. He's a young minister, very intellectually strong. And, uh, you know, it's so interesting how the free school is influencing the nation of Islam. It really is, you know. But they're kind of like, I mean, they want to be influenced, they want ideas. I just finished. I just finished reading the second part of uh, Rajiv it's very tough. We're gonna. I, I said. I asked Magna if she wanted to get it in preschool. Oh, that'd be it's, great. It's very complicated. It's a lot there, you know. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to do it collectively. Yeah. A, I haven't read. I started part one, but it's it's just like heavy lifting. <laughs> yeah, I haven't read the second part. Have, have you read uh, Meghna and uh, uh, Raju's uh, article? Yeah, I've read. And that's a great one. Yeah, but there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. Did you read part two yet? Yeah, I did read part two. Yeah, yeah. all these things. Are, like, very different. Yeah. All the people I have heard of them. Yeah, yeah. I asked Magna, would she mind if we did it in preschool, discussed it in preschool? Because it's a very complex article. And if you don't know the references, you know, like Indira Gandhi and what that was about, the you can't get it, man. Yeah, that, that, that might be the problem that you would face, you know. Okay, folks. Um, Let's let's try to get started. Um, just a couple of sad announcements. Um, Pastor Renee's husband passed away, um, and Zakia's mother passed away. Uh, I think uh, we should mm -hmm. get a um, get sympathy cards to send to both. Probably send them to the um, uh, funeral homes where they. I don't know how we would get to Zakia. However, um, and we should maybe think about attending the funerals of mm -hmm. each. Uh, Zakia's will be easier because it's in West Philly. Okay. Uh, let me just let me just pass on the information to everybody. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Isaac Haywood, which who is um, Pastor Renee's husband, uh, his service will be Thursday, December eighth. The viewing is from one to two, and the services start at two p.m. and it's at May Funeral Home, 
45 Pine Street, Willingboro, New Jersey. So uh, maybe we can organize a way to get over there. Um, and then, and that's on next Thursday. I'm certain she'll be very, and we should send a, uh, a sympathy card to the funeral home. I know she'll be very uh, happy to see the free school. She was very uh, moved by us honoring her. And she said for her work here at the Church of the Advocate for the years that she was here, no one has given her any sense of appreciation except the free school. Mm -hmm. So she would be very happy if we attended. So uh, who, who should I work with? Who can I work with? Them? You want to work on this together, Al? See if we can get it together. Mm -hmm. okay. okay, Alice and I work on that mm -hmm. and we'll get it out to everybody within the next week. Uh, and um, Zakia's mother, her funeral will be Friday, December 16th. Uh, I'll, I'll text this to you all. Mm -hmm. Friday, December 16th, viewing. Do y'all know how Christian uh, funerals go? They have a viewing where the body is viewed. Yeah. And that's from 9 to 11. And then the Eastern Stars, which is uh, a Black woman's kind of Masonic Lodge, they will do something from 10.30 to 10.45. And um, I guess at 10, around 10.45 or thereabouts, maybe 11, yeah, the service begins at 11 a.m. And that's on Friday, December 16th. And it's at Mount Carmel Baptist Church, 5732 Race Street. So um, uh, I guess we should, you know, actually you and I work it out together. We'll work out, Alice and I work out both of these. Yeah, yeah come on in there. How you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah, don't see um, So, okay. Um, uh, we'll, we'll take care. Alice and I will get on this uh, as soon as possible. Uh, the other thing is uh, probably some of you all have gotten this um, this afternoon at 3 p.m. at Moss number 12. They're having an event. Somebody's trying to kill you. They could do some better titling, I think. <laughs> Maybe we could help them with that. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess you're right about that. <laughs> uh, subtitle, a community, yeah, yes, a, a community and in crisis and its solutions. So they're addressing the problem of violence. So if if we can, if any of us want to go up there, I know they'd be very happy to see us. That's today, three p.m. So let, you know, we can work it out afterwards. See, you know, we can go up there. Um, so Brother Nuri Mohammed that is speaking. I don't know him, but, um, you know, just to support them. Now, uh, next week, 
uh, is the event at the Church of the Overcomer. Could you could you say something about that? Um, um, yeah, so it's at Bridgewater, New Jersey, and I think some of us are going and staying overnight. And like, if you would like to come to, everyone's welcome. Um, we're going for the Saturday program, mm -hmm. the Church of the Overcomer, the Saturday program. I don't could, know. What, what is the, the, the title and what is the... I'm not sure. Maybe yes. Perba can do it. I just got this email. I haven't even gone through okay. it. It has to like a schedule if you want to read out and so on. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's titled, well, it's just the Saturday. Um, it's the Church of the Overcomers Leadership Retreat. Retreat. It's called, uh, yeah. Uh, the theme is Leaders Expanding Our Vision. Yeah, it's something, yeah. Something about leadership. Mm -hmm. And I think... I think for the section, the program that we'll be going for or making in time for will be called Leadership in the Black Prophetic Tradition, um, which Doc is going to lead. Um, so that's why we'll be going for that. And then in the evening, which is 10 p.m. to midnight, there's something called Single Leaders Before You Say I Do, which I think is for like, you know, the theme of if you're single, like how finding a relationship and you know um so <laughs> if you've been waiting for something like this this is your time on this to find uh, how to find somebody to get married to um so bishop <laughs> and bishop bishop erasmus nosa and then there's breakfast on sunday yeah breakfast on sunday and the theme, it'll be eight. The closing session is Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. And the theme is um, tapping into your leadership potential. And Dr. Carolyn will speak. Um, it's yeah. yeah it's Actually, a, it's three days. This yeah, one starts it's Friday. Friday. Yeah. Saturday. No, no, no. We're going to go down after free school. We're going to drive one down there. And uh, it's not that far from here. It's about what forty-five minutes. It's, I'm pretty sure it's an hour and a half. Oh, an hour. And a half. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe for you in the car ride, you'll enjoy it so much. You'll feel like forty-five minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we want to go down after free school, and um, I'll be speaking on the question of prophetic traditions, and it's uh, Pastor Keith. You know, listen to the free school we're talking about. This, uh, I don't know how, I, I'm not going to say Black Jewish conflict, but the theological question of who are the people of the book, mm -hmm. which we'll get to in a minute, you know, and it, it's it's completely, that's a theological question. Uh, it is not a political question. Uh, and um, and it's, it's, I'll get to that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a second. What is this? I think it's December 10th. It's the Saturday, 10th. December 10th through Sunday, December 11th. Yeah, and we're going up on the, it starts the 9th, we're going up on the 10th. That's Saturday, yes, 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 yes. So, um, I guess we can get started. We want to, um, you know, get back into Black Reconstruction. <laughs> uh, and uh, I just I just wanted to say, if you don't mind, a few, a few words about why now. 
in the first quarter of the 21st century, uh, which looks to be even more transformative than the first quarter of the 20th century. Um, you know, the first quarter of the 20th century was defined by a crisis the likes of which, or the beginnings of a crisis the likes of which world capitalism had never seen. And it led to the eventual uh, World War I and then the breakup, uh, the break, the rupture being the Russian Revolution. Uh, we'll come back to that, but this century seems to portend even more profound changes. Uh, what all that means, uh, maybe I'll say a few words about that. Let me just start with the Fuhrer over Kanye West. He is now the focus of, um, of a political campaign. And I wish to separate the politics of this from Kanye, and I'll tell you why I want to do this. First of all, let me say this. Kanye is not an ideological Nazi. He is not even an ideological anti-Semite. Mm. And there's a difference. Um, he is ideologically unclear. And he is performing mm. both his own crisis, which I would try to explain, and a crisis that engulfs a good part of his generation. Uh, why do I say his generation? In a sense, he is a representative. What do you mean a representative? Was he elected? Well, almost by popular claim, all these records he sells. Well, you know, obviously an industry is behind a lot of that. Uh, and so he was, as he admits, he was made and he became uncomfortable with what he had become. But I want to again say that he is not an ideological Nazi. I don't care how much he says, I love Hitler. He doesn't love Hitler, <laughs> believe me. You know, he's not an ideological Nazi. If he were an ideological Nazi, he would have been by this time connected to like the Ku Klux Klan or the American Nazi Party, any of that. He's not a part of that. Uh, nor is he an ideological anti-Semite, not by a long shot. And everybody in the elite who have weaponized this crisis, this personal crisis, which has uh, morphed into a larger culture and political crisis, those who are weaponizing this have their own political agenda. Mm -hmm. you, you, everybody dig where I'm coming from? Now, unless we are to believe 
that Kanye West is a, how would you put it, a singular figure among Black people, you know, which he is not. The next question we have to ask, is there a history of Nazism in the Black community? I don't think so. I've been around a little while. You know, I don't know of any Black Nazis or as 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 Kanye said, who people, I never heard a Black person say, I love Hitler, you know what I'm saying? Um, nor has there been ideological anti-Semitism in the Black community. Never. In fact, the opposite is the case. That's where I start. And I think we have to start there in order to make the argument that this is about something else. This man's crisis is being weaponized and used by forces who have always supported Nazism in one form or another. And most immediately, uh, you know, in Ukraine, the Azov, Azov uh, Brigade, the right sector, I mean, come on. Who is financing and supporting that? It's not Kanye West. There's nobody in the Black community. Kanye West comes out of the Black community, Chicago. He always talks about his mother's an educator, his father's an educator, yada, 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 yada. Uh, the best that one could say, this is a man in an existential crisis. It is a, it is, and it is really a crisis of identity and in fact, and Sade, help me with this if I'm wrong, it is a crisis of hip hop at this mm -hmm. stage. You know, you know what I'm saying? Um, in fact, you know, he, uh, Kanye, uh, had a back and forth with Jay-Z and Meek Mill. Now, y'all know Meek Mill. He's from North Philly. Thug, gangster rap type of thing. And Kanye said, y'all tried to gangster me. No, he said, P. Diddy tried to gangster him and step to him like that. And he said, it's not about that. So for our purposes and for the purposes of ideological clarity, we have to indicate how this is being used and why it is being used. And of course, we talked about Trump in 2024, the movement uh, that he is associating himself with, uh, et cetera, and how that is seen as disruptive, if not a threat, to the existing relations of power and control. Um, so I just, I don't know that much about Fuentes, young guy, you know, I saw one thing, you know, um, but uh, if you're looking for Nazism or fascism, if you even 
if those terms even mean anything in the United States. I want to come back to this concept, what they mean, uh, and the misappropriation of historically concrete phenomenon mm -hmm. in a moment that they don't apply. Yes. Now, let me put it another way. There is no threat to the physical existence of American Jewelry. Mm -hmm. There is no threat. Does that mean that they're not people who for whatever reason will carry out violence against Jews separately or Jewish Senate? No, but there is no threat to the physical existence of American Jewelry. And so to make out that Kanye's words, and hence by association, Trump and his movement are the modern day American equivalent of the Nazi party in the 1920s and 30s is pure rubbish. The fact of the matter, I don't think ever in the history of the United States, one or the other side in the duopoly, in the competition of the Democrats and Republicans, have ever referred to the other side as fascists and Nazis. This is all new. And it's a manifestation of the intensity uh, of the crisis itself. And, you know, like, uh, like Gramsci said, the old is dying and new cannot be born. And what was the other part of that, uh, Danny? The old is dying, the new cannot be born, and monsters. Yeah, something, I, I don't know. And now is the time of monsters, yeah. We're going to see all kinds of, you know, how would you put it? Not monsters, but craziness mm -hmm. you know a black person i love hitler what mm -hmm. you love hitler <laughs> i mean it's just it's so crazy as almost not to be taken seriously and to say wait a minute uh you need counseling you need mentorship and possibly you need meds Something is going on here. And you don't need to be alone running off at the mouth. Mm -hmm. You need, and not your, quote, boys. <laughs> you need help. But, of course, in this political situation, everything will be used. I think that's very clear. Uh, but I just want to make clear, I think we have to make this clear that uh, of all groups, racial, ethnic, religious, and otherwise groups in the United States, the group where there has not been, never been Nazism and anti-Semitism is the Black community. It's not there. Um, now, 
taking a step back. I mean, um, what is being called anti-Semitism? This is a big question. What is anti-Semitism? Because what is being called anti-Semitism today, if you went back 60 years ago, that that there was no such definition of anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism is any narrative, and this is my definition, that is politically challenging to what is in effect, and this is politics, Zionism, and other features of the ideological organization of ruling class power. Take, uh, what do they call it? Israel United for, 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 Christ, for Christians or something like that. Um, what is it? In Christ. In Christ, yeah. This is not a political movement. This is a theological movement having to do with prophecy and ancient books of the Abrahamic tradition. Abrahamic meaning those religious traditions associated with Moses and, well, uh, what, the 18th dynasty in Egypt and Akhenaten and how the books of monotheism, the Torah, Old Testament, New Testament, and Holy Quran are the principal texts upholding monotheism, one God. And what, and this is not new in black religious thinking and behavior. I know coming up in a Baptist church, it was like a given, it wasn't preached like that, but we always saw ourselves as the children of the book. And hence, slavery was a part of our punishment, our alleged punishment, for having violated God or something like that. And that's why we always defer to revelation. And if you listen to Martin Luther King, you know, prophets and even the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, Prophecy will be realized through us and our eventual freedom. That's why the nation of Islam is not Sunni Islam or Shia Islam. They are more like Christians in many ways because their idea is that Black people are the children of prophecy. This is a rabbinical theological difference. That's why rabbinical Jews, actual Jews of the book, are not the same as Abe Foxman and the American Jewish Committee or the ADL, who are political Jews. They are not religious. If you went to a um, uh, Hebrew or Jewish uh, uh, seminary, 
they would debate these issues with whoever. They would debate the issues. They would, you know, one would say, no, we are the people of the book. It is we who the Bible is talking about. And that's, that's a different thing. And so when you get Kyrie, when you get this uh, documentary, which I haven't seen, um, from Hebrews to Negroes, and, you know, what they're talking about is being cast out. God casting a people out. But now, they're, by their re recognizing of their true identity and so by explaining this, I'm not saying this is what I believe. I am saying that in Black religion, that's, you know, really, and that's the big difference between the Black church, Black Christian church, and the white Christian church. And that's why it's very difficult often for a Black person to belong to a white church, or even to belong to an Episcopal church, or Presbyterian church, because Really, when you get into the Black Baptist Church, the Black Pentecostals and all that, they're talking about the Bible as a narrative of us and our eventual freedom. You know what I'm saying? Then, um, of course, in the United States, the racial divide plays into it, you know? Because most people in the United States, if you ask them, they would say that, that Jews are white. And the Hebrew Israelites would say, no, the original Jews were, were what we would call black. But that is not the uppermost question. The question is one of prophecy and who are the people of the book. And that question of prophecy, in fact, I could, I, you know, like you get Baldwin. Jimmy Baldwin, he's always writing uh, as though he is speaking from prophecy, the fulfillment. And prophecy, by the way, prophecy is about fulfillment, actualization, and ancient text. Now, to speak, I'll tell you frankly, that's why you hear people say, well, the nation of Islam, the, the Christian church, why do they have such traction mm -hmm. and political organizations don't? Well, because I'll tell you, Black people are always deferring to ancient scriptures because they see themselves, whether they can articulate it or not, as the people that the Bible was talking about. And when prophecy is fulfilled, this is the nation of Islam, this is all over the place. When prophecy is fulfilled, we will be freed. We will be freed from bondage. It's all over the Black Christian church. You listen to the songs, um, we were playing Sweet Honey in the Rock. We are climbing Jacob's Ladder. Every round goes higher and higher. Do you want to win your freedom? And then just, just a beautiful, just deeply moving. It's nowhere, that, that is nowhere in American music because 
the worldview that they are expressing is nowhere in, in America. Nowhere. It is unique. Uh, that is why the nation of Islam is so much like a Black Christian church. They don't sit on the floor and they don't worship on Friday. It's Sunday and they sit in chairs. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I just want to make that clear. Um, obviously, and this is, I think we've, we've talked about this uh, politics wise. The Democratic Party is bleeding Black people. Black people are leaving the Democratic Party. You know what I'm saying? Um, and what are you going to say? Well, it's something wrong with them. Oh, they listen to Kanye West. You know, they're followers of Kanye West. No. It is the failure of a political party that promised everything and delivered nothing. Look at Philadelphia. Look at Philadelphia. And how long can the Black misleadership class say to ordinary Black people, well, you got to come out and vote to keep the Republicans out? Keep the Republicans out? What about fixing the streets and rebuilding the schools? And, you know, what about all this poverty? What about these taxes? You know, no answers. So Black people are leaving and will leave the Democratic Party, and many of them will find their way into this Trump movement. And that is why he made, Trump that is, made a brilliant decision to identify what he is doing, not with a political party, but with a movement. Now, albeit a movement perhaps, which is trying to take over, in battle to take over a political party, but nonetheless a movement. And once you go there, I think as I mentioned before, there's only one great movement. After, well, frankly, one great movement in American history, and that is the Black Freedom Movement of the 50s and 60s. I, I could make I, I would like to make that argument at another time. It is. Nothing supersedes it. The future is anchored to it and a fourth American revolution. And if it is possible for a fourth American revolution, that means the impoverished, the working people, the disenfranchised will come together. That has to be prevented at all costs. And in coming together, there will be people who are non-traditional, who reject the dominant ideological narrative, which should be rejected. And that rejection is the first stage of an ideological awakening. By the way, you know, I, I, I am not threatened by Hebrew Israelites or anybody else. I understand perfectly what they are saying, and it's not anti 
anti-Semitism. Mm -hmm. It is not anti-Semitism. If anti-Semitism means to be anti-Judaism, mm -hmm. they are not anti because they say we're Jews. We are the Jews of the book. And frankly, they have as much a claim on that as anybody, as anybody, the Holocaust notwithstanding, the Holocaust notwithstanding, they have, that does, the Holocaust, what does that say? Does that say that European Jewry are because of that event, as tragic as it was, confirms that they are the people of the book, mm -hmm. that's not enough. You, you see what I'm saying? Just from a theological, religious point of view. So you do have, they do have the right to make their claim. In fact, there is a group, a community mm -hmm. of African-Americans living in Demona, Israel right now. Black Jews. I know some of them, by the way. Oh. Very healthy people, man. Mm -hmm. Everybody's a cold-blooded vegetarian. Everybody looks. That's a damn, man. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is a breakaway. This is my point. These are breakaways from dominant narratives. In a time like this, we will see many things that are unusual because it is the disintegrating of a system. And of course, the disintegration of a system of ideas. So I just say, you know, let's not quote unquote, you know, let's not become followers of Joy Reid or MSNBC or all that foolishness. But and anybody want to say anything? Oh yes, please, Sade. I feel like too for me, your, your parents are Jews, right? No. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what you're doing. Um, so, yeah, for me, I've just been trying to still make sense of why, not us, but we as American people are comparing what's happening now to, like you said, like actual, like, anti-Jewish behavior and comparing it to the Holocaust. Because for me, I think, that distinction that they're trying to make of who is an actual Jewish person, mm -hmm. person for me, it's a little bit, like the only way I can make sense of it is comparing how Black people in America, like we kind of are distinguished by ourselves and like people outside the diaspora by like shadow slavery. It's mm -hmm. like, you're not a Black American, so you're not a Black person. And I feel like that's how they are viewing Judaism. It's like, you're not a European descendant Mm -hmm. who has ancestors that survived the Holocaust, so you're not Jewish. Absolutely, absolutely. So it becomes a political identity. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, you know, I was a member of the Communist Party. I never knew Jewish people that much. Right. I went to a high school that was majority Jewish, right. you know, central when I went there. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know Jewish people. Mm -hmm until I joined the Communist Party. Now, of course, these were not mm. necessarily mainstream Jews, mm -hmm. but many of them, they spoke Yiddish, mm -hmm. they wrote Yiddish, they had a Yiddish socialist newspaper. Uh, you know, 
And frankly, they were my mentors. Mm. And I remember every year here in Philadelphia, I didn't know anything about the Warsaw Uprising of 1941 mm -hmm. or 42. I had no idea in the Jewish ghetto. Sarah Milgram, I think she was Russian Jewish, little short woman and her husband, I forget her husband's name. And they every year organized a commemoration of the Warsaw wow. Uprising. The Jews I knew were the people who stood up for the Rosenbergs, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, mm -hmm. a married couple who were both electrocuted on the same day on trumped up charges of being uh, Soviet agents and all of that shit. Most of what became the Jewish leadership abandoned them. It was the left and especially the communist. I mean, these people, I mean, it was a revelation to be around them. Uh, many of them had immigrated with their parents to this country in the early part of the 20th century mm. from Russia and Eastern Europe. I don't think I knew any German or Western European Jews. And these people were not religious Jews. I would say that they were cultural Jews because, you know, coming from Russia in particular and Eastern Europe, you know, it's just like, you know, as long as we black folk are in the ghetto, we, you know, we keep our, our shit tight as it were. <laughs> well, in Russia, they spoke, and by the way, the largest body of, and I, I use the word Jewish literature, poetry, plays, novels, is in Yiddish. Not German, not English, not French. It is Yiddish, not Hebrew either. It is Yiddish. And that those archives are in what is today Russia. So all of these people, and they, you know, frankly, Eastern European Jews are smaller or used to be smaller than German Jews. German Jews are taller. They were very small people, shorter people, but energetic and, you know, like that. Okay. And it was. You talking about me? Hey, Danny, if you said that. I, I'm like Irish Jew and Russian Jew combination. Russia, I'm, I'm telling you. No, no, no. I'm telling And those were the people. I can. Vic Perlu. Hi. Yeah. 